You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast, where my guests and I share our most embarrassing, funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfections and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett, and I'm your host. And today I have with me Casey O'Rourke. Casey has a master's in education, and she is a facilitator of personal growth and development. Her work encourages parents to discover the purpose of their journey while also providing them with tools and a shift of mindset that allows them to deepen their relationships with themselves and their families. As a positive discipline trainer since 2007 and a certified coach, Casey has led countless groups through workshops and classes that have left them feeling empowered and excited about parenting. She also offers an engaging podcast, live and online classes, and individual coaching at joyfulcourage.com. Her first book, Joyful Courage, Calming the Drama and Taking Control of Your Parenting Journey, launched May 20th of 2019. Casey lives in the Pacific Northwest with the greatest teachers, her husband and two teenage kids. Casey, thank you so much for being with me today. Joanne, I am so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Okay, what did I miss? Fill in the blanks about who you are and what you do. You covered a lot there. The bio was pretty darn complete. You should pat yourself on the back for a darn good bio. <laughs> I was born September 17th. No, I'm just kidding. It um, all started the day I was born. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I got into working with parents because like so many of us who have kids, I came into, well, first of all, I was a teacher thinking, oh, I'm going to be a really good parent because of mm-hmm. all this background information I have being a teacher. And I'm not going to do the things my parents did. Because why would I want my kids to feel how I felt? Mm -hmm. And then you have your children and you realize you don't know anything and (laughs) that all of that conditioning lives deep inside of you. And I am a lifelong learner. I love learning. And so my decision was I want to figure out how I can be better. I want to find more tools, more strategies, which led me to learning about positive discipline, the philosophy, and becoming trained as a parent educator, recognizing like it's absolutely not enough to know the things. There was really profound personal growth that I went through as a human inside of the parenting journey, which actually led to the tools and strategies that I was using to be ever more effective. And not only that, but to also be in the mindset of being able to access those tools when (laughs) it was the hardest time, right? Yep. So I did that as my kids developed through the school age years and middle school. And then my oldest went into high school. And, you know, for anyone out there who has an adolescent, whoa, like Uh we know it's going to get weird and hard, but until we're actually in it, you know, we don't know. No, I'm with you, sister. I have two daughters, 15 and 17. I'm in the weeds. Oh yeah, mine too. So my son is 15 and my daughter turned 18 literally Tuesday. So yeah. So I was really like, have I been duped by positive (laughs) discipline? Like what? How Am I could I not on jackass, you know that yeah. show like that yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Or like, where's Ashton? Am I being punked? Uh, yes. Exactly. Um, because it just felt like I couldn't find my feet. I couldn't find my feet. It it it, it just was and it felt drastic. I know it wasn't drastic, but in the moment it felt like this drastic shift. 
like the fear took on a new life of its own and the worry. And I mean, it was so much going back into my own history. 15 was a very tumultuous year for me and my relationship with my mom. And recognizing that in a new level was fascinating and hopeful. And man, yeah. So anyway, I walk my talk and it is messy, messy, messy. And I make lots of mistakes. And so my work I really, you know, because I have a podcast too, and it's really a place where I share. God bless my family for being willing to let me share so much. But I really share about the messiness of the journey and my own deep dive into personal growth. And it seems to really resonate with people. Awesome. Oh my gosh. I don't know how I missed your podcast up to now. And I obviously need (laughs) to be a subscriber. So I'm going to get right on that. Yes. I need all the help I can get. And I totally relate to you that you felt like, oh, I've got this parenting thing. Like I have a step up on most of the other parents because I'm in a teacher. I, you, yeah. you know, maybe the oh, yeah. while, whatever. I was like, okay, I'm a trained family physician. <laughs> I was, I was raised by excellent parents. I'm very earnest. Like everything I do, I try really hard. <laughs> and I'd been married for six years. Oh yeah, so why like, wouldn't you be phenomenal? Oh, my, this is gonna be. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that that first I I didn't know what to do with my daughter when she was still in utero. She started throwing a hissy fit one time because I was in a really loud movie, and I was like, "I gotta get out of here. I'm afraid she's gonna tie her umbilical cord in a knot." And she has been giving me a run for my money since that very day. (laughs) Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. Relating wouldn't change her. We'll love her so much. Oh yeah. I feel like my shortcomings are the issue, but woo, it is very interesting. Yeah, it's messy. I feel like there's no better word than just messy. The messiness is not an indication that you are doing something wrong. I mean, there may be places where you could tweak some things, mm-hmm. but it's not, yeah, it's not a fail. It just is adolescence like, is a no messy, messy time. Yeah, the ideal situation is still going to be messy because it's so messy growing up. Ugh humans, man. I remember my adolescence so well. My husband doesn't really remember much of his. So I'm like, "Ah, don't you remember feeling like your parents were so annoying? And he's like, I really don't. And I'm like, well, (laughs) believe me, it's you did. You felt like that. (laughs) Like if I did, I'm a total mama's girl. And if I was so annoyed at my parents that my eyeballs practically got stuck in the back of my head, every kid feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. We're annoying. Yeah, (laughs) totally. We can't help ourselves. (laughs) We have to be. It's part of our job. Okay. Well, let's get to know you a little better with your rapid fire questions. Okay. Do you have a song lyric that you got wrong that's funny? I have a vivid memory of being in the car with my mom when I was a little kid and Jake Giles' band, Centerfold. I loved mm-hmm. that song, but I thought that the lyrics were, my baby lives in a pot of gold. <laughs> and then when I realized that it was Centerfold, I was really confused. And I said to my mom, mom, what's a Centerfold? And she looked at me for a beat and she said, it's just the big picture in the middle of the magazine. And I was like, okay. I have a really funny story, though, of my son getting a song lyric wrong. Can I share that? Oh, yes, please. So there was a period of time where he really liked the Beastie Boys, You Gotta Fight for Your Right to Party. Yes. And there's a lyric that says, your mom threw away your best porno mag, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I yep. could see him in the back seat trying to make out the lyrics. He's actually standing in the room right now watching me share this. And he's trying to make out the lyrics and make it make sense. And so I can see him and he says, your mom threw away your best toy. You're mad. And he looks at me and he says, is that what they say? And I said, 
Yep. That's exactly what they say, babe. Oh my gosh. He's so smart. He's clever. He figured it right out. Yep. Yep. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's so cute. Okay. If you could pick any celebrity to have as your best friend, who would you pick? Drew Barrymore. Really? I just recently watched 51st States. She is so adorable. She is adorable. And I feel like if anyone ever makes a movie about me, that she will play me. Perfect. Yeah. She doesn't know we're best friends. Like way back, I saw E.T. <laughs> in the movie theater. I mean, I've been hardcore Drew since mm-hmm. the early, early days. She goes way back. Yeah, yeah, Jennifer Garner doesn't know that she's my bestie either. But, you know, someday maybe she'll find out. When she's on your podcast. Let's just manifest that. Drew will come on mine. Jennifer will. Exactly. Yeah. She yeah. is my dream guest. So yeah. I do sometimes put that out there in the world just to nice. be, you know, complete. Yep. <laughs> okay. What was your first job? Sleepaway Camp Counselor, where I went to camp as a kid. And when I became a counselor, I realized, oh, this whole thing is not even about the kids. This is a this is a teenage dream. Oh man. Like what was happening on the counselor side was oh, awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Catalina wow. Island camps, baby. I bet you have some stories. I do. <laughs> what a great first job. Wow, how lucky are you? Yeah, it was fun. Okay, what was your first live concert? Olivia Newton-John, Let's Get Physical. That's major. Yeah, it was awesome at Irvine Meadows Amphitheater, which no longer exists, with my best friend Amy Perkowski and her family, and we were all in the grass area, and it was just like the coolest thing ever, and my mom bought me this like baseball jersey shirt, remember, with like the... With like yeah. the colored arms and the white, and it was on the front was just like this massive silk screen of Olivia Newton John's head. <laughs> I but love Amy's, it. Amy's mom wouldn't buy her one, and so she was mean to me for like a week. Rude, Amy. Yeah. Get over it. I know. Hi, I love Amy. her. She's still one of my best friends. Love you, Amy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about the place that you live? I live in Bellingham, Washington. We've only been here for about eighteen months. Prior to this, we lived in a small town in the state. But what I love about Bellingham is we live about five miles out of town. And to get into town, we drive along the south edge of Lake Whatcom. The road is like literally right on the lake. And I cannot drive to town without thinking to myself, I love where I live. I love that. It's beautiful. Yeah. Everybody probably could find something in their daily-ish drive that would make their heart sing if they tried. Yeah. Okay. Well, as you know, the point of this podcast is not only to make our listeners feel less alone in their imperfections, but also to encourage them to share their stories with the people around them so that they can see how wonderful it is to forge connections through the vulnerability and humor when sharing those stories. So what do you have for us today? What are some of your not so fancy moments? The first story is when I was pregnant with my daughter, My husband and I did Bradley childbirth classes, which are super intense and awesome. Highly recommend. There was five couples and, you know, I'm like super gung-ho. I love learning environments. I'm like first one with my hand in the air. And so we're a few weeks in and I feel like, okay, we're getting to know the other couples, but also there was this sense of reserve. I don't know. So... We're on, I don't know what week we're on, but the gal, you know, part of our homework is for the moms to make sure we're doing squats at home, like doing some exercises and walking. And she says, can someone demonstrate their squat? Which sounds weird now that I'm saying it out loud, but I was like, (laughs) I'll do it. 
And so I stand up and I'm big and pregnant and I've got my favorite pair of very worn like Guatemalan material mm. mama pants on that aren't pregnancy pants, but they're but they're big enough that I can hold, wear them under my belly. And, and I go into this big squat demonstration and I drop down and the back of my pants rips open. <gasps> no. Right? Rips open, which I'm not like facing. My butt isn't facing the people. So that's not even the embarrassing part. Oh, the sound, <laughs> the sound that it made sounds like I ripped a huge fart. Oh, no. You're yes. like, wait, no, 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 no. It's just a hole in my pants. See that? Loud <laughs> and long. And my oh. husband and I nearly die laughing. Nobody else is laughing. Nobody no. else. Everybody is mortified. And I'm like, you guys, my Come pants on. ripped. That's like, funny. that wasn't a fart. Laugh it out, you know? And everybody eventually starts laughing. Attention, please. I died. I was dying. I mean, I played it off, I think, pretty well. But I was like, oh, my God. And my husband was just beside himself. He thought it was the most <laughs> hilarious thing that had ever happened to me. <laughs> Before you tell me your next not-so-fancy story, please tell me what event do you have coming up that I think the listeners are going to need to be a part of? Thank you so much for letting me share about this. I'm really excited to let everybody in on a brand new audio summit that I'm doing. It's called Parenting for a Brave New World. Five interviews delivered over five days that totally deep dive into what we all are holding around remote learning and adolescent health parenting for social justice, financing, finances, and self-care. And my goal in creating the summit was to create something that really sinks into the places of collective stress that we are all experiencing. Hello, 2020. And offer tools and hope for designing the life that we want to be living. Because I really believe and spread in my work we are the influencers of our experience, right? Like we can't always control the experience, but we absolutely have influence over how we interact with them. And I know that parents are really struggling with Zoom fatigue and overwhelm right now. So the lovely thing about this summit is that it's all audio, which means mm -hmm. just like with a podcast, you can listen and walk or fold clothes or make dinner or while you're driving, it's meant to add to your life, not to be another thing to do. And awesome. the interviews will be sent directly to your email during the week the summit is live. So you don't need to be anywhere at any particular time. And these interviews are yours to keep forever. So I'm really excited. That sounds amazing. Okay, so how can they be a part of it? Yes, totally. If they go to joyfulcourage.com slash BNW, that's Brave New World. So joyfulcourage.com slash BNW, they can get more information and register. And I've created a coupon code for your community for 25% off when you use the code FANCY25. Nice. All right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm Okay. What other not so fancy moments do you have? I have another pregnancy story. So now I'm on baby number two. So I have, you know, my daughter who's two and then I've got this huge pregnant belly. I'm like solid seven months in. And I really, I mean, I really worked it out as a pregnant person. Like the belly was just big and there. And I want to do swim lessons with my daughter. <laughs> it's harder when you're pregnant with your second, but 
you have to actually keep up a life with your first, even though all you want to do is lay around. Yep. And so I signed us up for swim lessons and I decide, oh my God, now that I'm talking about this, it's kind of graphic, but Go for it. you know, I'm like, okay, I better like clean things up downtown oh, yeah. because oh, I'm going to yeah. get into a swimsuit. And so I take my husband's clippers and I can't find the little guards so I'm like, well, I just won't get too close. I pretty much like got rid of all the hair. And and I was like, oh, God, what have I done? When I looked in the mirror. You created a mangy mess in your nether yeah, regions. Like, Whoa, that's weird looking. But whatever. At least I won't have crazy hair flying out of my bathing suit. So then I'm like, okay, grab my red bikini because I'm loud and proud with my pregnant belly. Why not? Yeah. And I go to this swim class and I'm looking around and I'm like, oh, everybody's wearing, I mean, it's not even pregnant moms. It's just moms. And they're all in like moo-moo bathing suits. Oh God. Like there's the sensible suit. Yeah. And I'm in my fire engine red bikini with a giant pregnant belly. I say work it, girl. Right. Which I have to change into in the locker room and I have no hair. Oh, no. On my body. <laughs> You're like, oh, I don't think I thought this through. I should yeah. put my swimsuit on under my clothes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I'm sure nobody probably even noticed. Like, I'm. this is all in my head. But in my head, I am like, oh, my God, I'm never going to be able to come back to this pool. This <laughs> is the worst thing ever. There's the lady who had the run-in with the runaway clippers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, which is not the only time that's happened in my. I don't know why it doesn't land. Like, find the freaking guards, Casey. Like, sorry, ladies. Sorry, everyone. This might be just too oh, much no, information. But- no, you are right in line. You're right in line with what we talk about on this show. It's so perfect. You know? uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it. It's so cute. Well, you know, my hairdresser told me that I need to find that lady. Have you ever heard the story about the lady that went in for her pap smear and she'd done like a quick cleanup with a washcloth right before she went because she hadn't had time to shower. And when her OBGYN got down there, he's like, "Woo, you're really prepared for me. And she didn't know what he was talking about <gasps> until she remembered she'd cleaned up her daughter's glitter with the washcloth. <laughs> That story has been going around for a really long time, but I have if, listeners. If anybody knows who the original who lady is, is from that? that story, I have got to talk to her. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. Well, funny enough, like the most recent time I did the whole maybe it won't clip all my hair off was right before I thought I was going to have to get a pap smear. And then when the doctor came in and she was like, oh no, you're not due this round, I was like, oh, thank God, because I didn't want to be like, so. I know exactly the move you're trying to do. You're trying to hover an eighth of an inch away from your skin. You cannot do that. It does not work. It won't work next time. You do not have the dexterity. You're not that skilled. Just stop. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, maybe if things weren't 3D, but sorry, sister, you just can't. You can't be that accurate. No, <laughs> no. Or just commit. Just commit to the buzz cut. You know, you're going to feel sorry for yourself in a week or so when it starts to really itch, but at least it's a clean look, right? <laughs> well, I did have an interview that I did with someone who talks to parents about porn and their kids mm-hmm. watching porn. And he yep. was like, you know, there's a lot of kids that don't realize that they don't need to get rid of their pubic hair. I think his question to the kids and then they anonymously answered was, well, what do you do with your pubic hair? And one of the kids was like, well, I put them in, I put it in the garbage. 
versus like (laughs) how do you clean yourself like it was just like i wash it when i shower yeah sorry little side tangent you can decide what to do with that (laughs) you're probably right if your teenage daughter has zero pubic hair she's probably watching porn the boys do oh my gosh really see i didn't i'm what uh, okay wow yeah no the boys do and and by the way everyone i just want to say when you realize that your child has been exposed to pornography, you don't need to freak out. You just need okay. to go in curious and open to hearing what their questions are. Okay, oh, everyone? I'm, I'm glad to hear that because here's my my fear with porn. Not that my girls will get addicted to it or that they're going to be victimizing someone, even though those mm-hmm. are concerns too. My mm-hmm. main concern is that I don't want them to imprint on it sexually, right? Like, I don't right. want that to be their first sexual experience. Right. I want their sexual realization of the world to happen gradually, naturally, and organically with a man they trust. Totally. And we can hope for that. And it'll it'll unfold however it unfolds. Yeah. And the good thing, if there is any good thing about when they're exposed to porn is you get to have the conversation. That's true. Like, hey. You know, what did you notice about the relationship of the people that you saw? And and you get to say, like, it's not really what sex looks like. Right. You know, and let's talk a little bit about that. The bodies are are yeah, morphed. The, the uh-huh. sounds are morphed. Uh-huh. There's no foreplay. Right. It's a rich opportunity for conversation. Right. It is. You are so right. Okay. So that's the silver lining. There you if go. If you discover your kids have been exposing themselves, then you can definitely yeah. have these conversations. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even sure how we got off the rails. I don't know either, but... Okay, but it was fun. What have you been loving lately that you think the listeners might love too? I love Bridgerton. And it is just a delight for the eyeballs because everybody's good looking and it's a silly story. It's like a period romance show that's on Netflix. I also watched the entire first season of Society with my daughter. Oh. Except for they are not bringing back the show, so it's kind of painful because it's only 10 episodes. But I love finding really good shows to watch with my kids. Yes. That's one. I would watch The Society with your girls. Oh, and and then Society, if you can't deal with teenagers doing bad things, then don't watch it. Oh, no. I just find that discussion fodder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like porn. Yeah. (laughs) What is one surprising thing about you that nobody would know just by looking? Well, I'm a really good hula hooper. <gasps> really? <laughs> I am. That is quite a specific skill. Tell me more. I'm really good with a giant hula hoop. Well, you know, 20 years ago, I started to see this band called String Cheese Incident. They're an awesome hippie bluegrass jam band out of Colorado. And I love live music. And and at their show, like there were all these huge hula hoops and I'd never seen hula hoops this size before. And so my girlfriend and I did a little tour the following summer where we kind of followed this band and went to a bunch of their concerts. And there was people doing all sorts of fun things with these big hula hoops. And so one particular concert, I hula hooped the entire show and asked people to help me and show me and how do I and it just became an obsession for a while. Cool. I'm not quite as obsessed anymore, but I can still pick up my big hula hoop and impress people you around me. You do own a giant <laughs> hula hoop to this very day. I do. 
Actually, I know how to make them. Wow. I've also been known to make a bunch and take them with me out in the world to sell them and offer them (gasps) as my gift. I love that because somebody sees you playing with yours and they're like, where'd you get it? I'm like, well, follow me to my car. I have 10 of them. (laughs) You got $25? (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Okay. I vividly remember the first time I ever hula hooped and I was in third grade and it was with Amy Prather who used to be my best friend. And All the Amy's this episode. Yeah. And I woke up the next day and I'd never had sore muscles before that I can remember at the tender age of eight. I woke up the next day with, you know, sore abs basically, but I didn't know what it was. And I was like, mom, there's something wrong with me. I'm sick. And we couldn't figure it out. And she almost took me to the doctor. And finally I was like, oh wait, I think it's just muscles. (laughs) Did you have really sore abs the next day? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 My body was like, (laughs) you did something for a very long time that you don't normally do. And now you are tender. Yes. But the big hula hoops, here's the deal. The big hula hoops are the adult size hula hoops. You don't actually have to work as hard. As long as they're not heavy, it's actually really fun. Interesting. There's hippies in Missoula. I'm sure that you can find some big hula hoops. All right. I'm going to start looking around. (laughs) What are you making out of? Like really flexible PVC? Irrigation tubing. Oh, duh. Okay. Yeah. Three-quarter inch size 100 psi tubes and you get the little connectors and duct tape and you're golden okay i can probably make one this very day not that i will but i I, i'm I'm writing down this recipe because yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) awesome but i want to know do you put anything inside so it makes that sound like marbles are going through it yeah i have uh-huh. But like ball bearings or something? Yeah, yeah. At the time, because I was often taking them to concerts, I didn't want there to be a sound. But you can put a little water in it, and there's this really cool experience of the weight, the way the weight kind of goes. Neat. So you can do sound. I love things that are mesmerizing, so that is really appealing to me. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Tell my listeners all the places where they can find you online. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm on the Instagram. My kids are like, mom, you cannot say the Instagram, but I just say it because it's fun. (laughs) I'm on the Instagram at joyful underscore courage. I'm on the Facebook at joyful courage. And my website is joyfulcourage.com. You can find my podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and iHeartRadio. Any app that you're using to listen to this show, you'll be able to search for joyful courage and find me as well. Casey, thank you so much for being with me today. This has been a lot of fun. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so excited by this show and have been loving what I'm hearing and really fun to get to contribute. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Fancy Free Podcast this week. Make sure to check out the show notes for today's episode at fancyfreepodcast.com to get all the links that we discussed today. The easiest way to make sure you don't miss an episode of Fancy Free is to subscribe, so make sure you do that. New episodes will pop into your feed each week. If you have an embarrassing story to tell, I would love to hear it. Go to fancyfreepodcast.com and click the red button and do a voice recording, or you can send me an email at notfancy at fancyfreepodcast.com. And if you want more connection, laughter, and sharing, join the Fancy Free Facebook group. The question of the week this week is, what is the weirdest place you've ever had to pee? Have a wonderful week and remember, no one is as fancy as they look.